Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I am your host, Sean Fry. We are into October now, and I have a first-time guest with me. It is the Labette County High School cross-country and track and field coach, Chris Wacker. Chris, how are we doing today? Doing pretty well, Sean. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, I'll tell you what. I'm glad to have you on. You've been one of my favorite coaches to cover in the area for uh, really since you got here. You're going into your third year now in out down in Altamont? Fourth year. Fourth year. Uh, and I know both the cross country and the track programs have seen uh, progress in, in that time span. Uh, you know, obviously, just I think Lobet County's teams really across the board have been more competitive. They've scored more points in cross country and in track, really. I think over the last four years, and it's been good to see. So I, I guess I'll just ask you, as someone who coaches a sport that obviously in cross country is just straight running, and in track it's a lot of individual events. How have you built? you know, a healthier roster that has scored more points in both those, in both those sports. Um, the hard part is just recruiting, getting the numbers. I think uh, a lot of our success the last few years, specifically in track has just been getting um, more kids out for it to fill those different events. Like you said, there's so many different events and just finding an event that clicks for a kid and getting them out. And I wish I could say that recruiting was on me, but a lot of the time it's the kids doing the heavy footwork for me mm-hmm. and start finding success or finding fun in it and bringing their friends out and uh, I think that's how we kind of got uh, Riley Bebb last year for the javelin that's why yeah. I, I didn't really have any peer pressure there or anything and next thing I know we have her throwing the javelin so well for third, us. Third place <laughs> if I remember third in javelin in class 4 a this past spring right? Yeah. I'll tell you what though the girl the girl that won it where was she from? Payola if I remember correctly? And Dale. And Dale. She's ranked first in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mean to insult the rest of the competition including Riley that girl barely tried and threw like 20 feet for the, like she got her safety throw in first and that was enough for the state title. And then she was out there putting on a show number one in the nation. And I mean, for Riley's on that same podium with her, it's got, it had to have been exciting this fall. You have a great cross country team right now, especially on the girls side. We got to talk about Anna Cantrell. Uh, you know, she has, I believe been runner up in the SEK league race each of the last two years to uh, Kinsey Baldwin at Parsons. I don't think she's lost a race to Kinsey so far this fall, including Kinsey's own home race down at Big Hill Lake. How has Anna Cantrell taken a bit, obviously taken a step forward this year, and why has she had the success that she's having? Well, this is actually just Anna's second year in high school. She's a okay, so she was, so okay, so runner-up. I knew she was runner-up <laughs> last year. I didn't know if you're right. I, I lose track of the years. I need to know my stuff better. <laughs> I keep forgetting how young Anna is, too, which is a pleasant <laughs> surprise whenever I remember. But um, she came on last year as a freshman, had never ran anything more than a mile, and had quite a bit of success kind of going into the season and doing all those things. And um, like you said, last year, she kind of went back and forth with Kinsey, and Kinsey got her at league, and then Kinsey also got her at state. And I know that kind of left a little bit of fire in Anna and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, state track, she had a good she had a good season in track. State track didn't quite plan, pan out the way we wanted it to. Just a little shy of being able to make the podium. And over the summer, Anna has done everything right. Uh, she was running every morning. I have to say a big thank you to Coach Balmer because over the summer, every mm-hmm. time Anna got done running, she was in the weight room with Coach Balmer and the volleyball and basketball girls working with them. And um, it's made a big difference in Anna's. Uh, running just she was a strong runner last year but now she's strong in her form she stays taller you can mm-hmm. see in the race she just looks like she is a runner uh, yeah <laughs> she, she looks like she's just 
taken a huge leap, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. She's in her four, or sorry, six races we've ran this year. She's gotten first four times and then second the two other times. Mm-hmm. So she's she's really a lot more consistent and just confident in her own running. The two that she got second, was it the same girl that beat her? Um, no, one was uh, Kaylee Meyer. She's a Winfield girl who's one of the top runners in the state. And then the other one is a freshman from Crestview. Mm-hmm. And that girl was <laughs> a pretty phenomenal runner. Yeah. So. So you talk about Anna Cantrell's uh, off-season program, you know, getting in the weight room. I, I am curious. You were a runner in college. You ran at Southwestern uh, up there in Winfield. What does a weight training program for a distance runner look like? Because, I mean, I, I can't – obviously, I, every weight training program, you want to be balanced. You're never going to skip arm or leg day, so to speak. But she doesn't need to be out there squatting 450. I mean, yeah. what, what, does she, what does that look like for a distance runner? Um, oh, I can't really say what too much about what Anna was doing over the summer, but I always trust Coach Palmer to just mm-hmm. really work on a, a complete athlete um, in her weights and her program and stuff. But um, the big things for weight room and with a runner is working on um, balance and leg strength. And like you said, you still want to work the upper body and stuff, but people sometimes forget that when you're even in a cross-country race, you only ever have one leg on the ground at a time, and so you really want to work that leg strength and stuff. So a lot mm-hmm. of... Um, our coaches love doing like Olympic lunges and um, just anything that had to work on your balance and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do a little bit of stuff like that too at practices where we'll do uh, single leg squats or single leg lunges and things like that to try to mm-hmm. build that strength. Just to running is when you start running so many miles, it starts taking a wear and tear on your body and so yeah. the more your body's prepared to handle that wear and tear the more it kind of helps you sustain through the season and that's another thing i had i kind of had a question about with regards to uh almost just distance running in general not specific to anna but the fact that you know there's there's so many studies out there that show that you know multi-sport athletes are less prone to your overuse injuries because you're getting elements of cross training in there i, I would imagine that distance runners can be particularly prone to some overuse injuries because it, 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 even if you're just playing basketball over and over again, will you shoot, you rebound, you run, you box out, you do different things. If you're distance running, you're distance running. And so you're going to have, you know, you're going to get plantar fasciitis. You're going to get other overuse injuries. How do you approach uh, from an injury prevention standpoint, especially with someone like Anna who has, you know, a very high ceiling as to what she could do in her in her career at Labette County, how do you prevent those from accruing over time? Uh, well, that's <laughs> something I'm still trying to figure out as a coach, <laughs> I know. Um, but some of the main things I've really tried to work on over the past years is um, developing uh, a schedule for the training. So for Anna, I've really started trying to map out, okay, she had a great freshman year. So what are we going to do to get her to her senior year? Because so many times mm-hmm. in distance running, you see kids burn out. They they come out onto the scene really hot, especially in girls, and then they kind of by their senior year, they trickle off. And so I want to make sure that I want Anna and all of the girls on my team that by the time they're seniors, that that's when they're running their best times mm-hmm. and they feel that they're getting better every year. So I've been working on uh, scheduling maps for each year so that they slowly work their way up in mileage, not just throw anybody right to the wolves their first year. Um, the other big thing is uh, I'm a little probably different than other distance coaches. We tend to be a little lighter on mileage. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of fast speed stuff. Every Monday we do 10-meter flies or 30-meter flies. Um, and I'm sure I get a lot of weird looks from the other sports programs while we're <laughs> sitting out there, and I'm timing them just running 10 meters as fast as they can. But uh, 
I really, I know, like you said, you want a multi-sport athlete. Well, a lot of mm-hmm. my athletes aren't even distance runners, even though they are. I know, like, uh, my boys' team is baseball players and wrestlers mainly, and so I have yeah. to try to make sure I'm working on that side of them too. And uh, I think doing some of that faster twitch stuff happens to also improve their running form, which their running form's better. They're less likely to develop lazy habits in their legs that lead to some of those injuries mm. and stuff like that. So I, I like that approach. I didn't, you know... Uh... <laughs> You, you touched on, uh, you touched on a theme there that I, I've always all explore with any coach. And you said, you know, you're not as much about just piling on the miles. Uh, and I'm sure that's maybe a thought you have, and you don't, you just don't want to overtrain. You don't want to run somebody into the ground. Do you feel like in in high school athletics? And I'm asking you. I, I understand this. Is, we're we're really going expanding the umbrella over this conversation. We've gone from. Anna Cantrell summer program to the grand scheme of high school athletics. But uh, when you, you know, going back to 2020, when spring sports got canceled, the the initial onset of COVID, I I wrote a story where there was a belief among a lot of coaches in the area that, well, yes, when we get the kids back, they're all going to be crazy out of shape. Nobody's going to be hurt. Everybody's going to be healthy. And they're going to, and there's going to be kids that have gotten a break. That hadn't that they hadn't gotten in three, four, or five years. It, do you feel like there is a bit of a culture that when of overtraining of it, it, it seems like the cycle never stops, especially for the kids who who won't stop unless you tell them. And I imagine Anna might be part of that circle. Uh, Anna Dean at Lebec County was part of that circle last year. She would play all three sports year round, then play in the summer. You wouldn't stop Anna Dean unless you told her. Do you feel like there's an element of that, and is that something that you're you're you maybe try and address with how you approach your uh, your, your training? Um, I think it I think it can be a problem. Um, the more you look around, I think a lot of the good coaches naturally kind of have that sense of when to take a day off and stuff like that. Um, I know, like around homecoming and stuff, you often see coaches saying, "Hey, we're just we played a hard match, or we played a hard tournament, or this or that," and they take a day off. Mm-hmm. Um, to give kids a break, but I think it can be an issue. Um, I know uh, one of the big guys I like to listen to in the track and field world is he's a big one of uh, his whole mentality is feed the cats because mm-hmm. he talks about how cats are the most athletic animal, but they're the laziest. And <laughs> you'd rather have that cat doing your sprints for you and stuff like that, but that cat's only going to run when it needs to and stuff like that. And so he has a talks a lot about resting and your hard days are hard and then just take a day off with your kids and Mm -hmm. not quite i i can't do that as a coach i'm like i still got to get my mileage in but sometimes it's good for me to remind myself that hey we need to like we had a hard day monday or maybe we had a harder race on thursday and now we need to tone it back a little bit based on how hard we worked and yeah give ourselves our bodies and ourselves a chance to digest the work we've done so we don't end up burnt out and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i'm sure part of that too is just a, a you know limiting diminishing returns as well i mean I, one of my a story I love to tell is when I was at Kansas State working as a men's basketball manager, uh, Ronnie Magruder got told by Bruce Weber, you're not going to come in and put extra work outside of practice for two weeks because Ronnie would probably shoot 2,000, 3,000 shots a day. He would, And that's not an exaggeration. Well, his shooting, he, he got into a bit of a slump at one point in the year. And you're thinking, well, why is the hardest worker getting into a slump? Well, it's because he was just digging himself deeper and deeper, and he he was starting to have problems with his shins. You know, I think he literally had shin splints, and I think he had plantar, yeah, a little bit of plantar fascia, 
And so he and he but he just keeps working. So Bruce Weber told him, stay home for two weeks. Come to practice, but come to wait and then stay home. And that got him out of it. And uh, you know, I uh, I have always uh, I I do believe that there's a bit of overwork, so to speak. But at the same time, I mean, how do you balance that versus you don't want? Obviously, you don't want to be too lazy because then that's when you fall behind. It, it, it's such a hard balance, and I can't imagine how you even approach that. And the the scary thing is, oftentimes you don't realize that you've dug yourself a hole until it's too late in the season, and then you're. Mm-hmm. You're a week or two away from regionals, or this, that, or the other, and next thing you know, you're trying to say, "Okay, how do I, how do I take that time off without them getting rusty?" And um, so I always try to err on the side of caution of like, "Well, I don't want to burn the steak. I want my, I want my steak to be a good steak." So I don't try to err mm-hmm. on the side of caution with the kids, and I try not to overdo it with them. And uh, that's a big thing I've really tried to take to heart the last few years: is less is more sometimes. There you go. Well, we're going to a quick. We're going to go to a quick break, Chris. Uh, when we come back, more war room here on KOKC Radio with Lavette County uh, track and cross country coach Chris Wacker. I'm your host Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on the war room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host Sean Fry. Chris Wacker, the Lavette County cross country and track coach, joining me in studio today for his first ever appearance. He's doing great. Everybody, give him an applause. He's fine, uh, Chris. One thing I wanted to address before we went to break, and you mentioned it almost in passing, was that a lot of times with some female athletes, particularly in track and in cross country, uh, you'll see these women or these young ladies really peak around their freshman and sophomore years and then maybe tail off a little bit or even backtrack as they become juniors and seniors. For the life of me, I'm going to get roasted for this. There was a girl at Labette County who won a league in either in one of the distance runs or in cross country or maybe even both, uh, you know, one of my first years here. But by the time she was a senior, she wasn't even making the state race. How do you, why do you feel like that is? And what is your approach to combating that specifically with, with women? Um, I think if I had the answer to that, I'd probably be, uh, probably <laughs> be past high school coaching. But, um, <laughs> I think a lot of it is just um, sometimes in high school athletics, we just, we tend to emulate what's worked in the past with other things or we doesn't like we've been talking about that constantly putting your nose to the grindstone and pushing, pushing, pushing. And so oftentimes the answer is just, well, the more work, the more we'll get back to those results we've had in the past. And sometimes um, understanding that just different kids' bodies respond differently to stuff and some wear down over time more than others. And so a lot of it, I think, with uh, especially women in sports is making sure that they are um, there's a healthier development in their um, athleticism and their sports careers, making sure they're developing the strength that their body's going to need to hold up whether that's in the weight room or other body weight type stuff um like just we do a lot of med ball or i've tried to get med balls and kettlebells involved in our programs um things like that just making sure you're watching how much f how much of a workload you put on them at an early age um so like i was talking about with anna and the girls on the team i've really been trying to work on getting that progression so that they have that safe amount of work so that they don't overdo it mm-hmm. um, and then dig themselves that hole like we've been talking about just in a season of overtraining it can also happen with your uh, career too if you're not careful with it well a big reason i brought you on this week too is there was a league race this week the sck league race is in chanute on thursday uh your girls team is the on paper favorite to win a league title you and it is going to be a dogfight for the individual gold medal as well. I imagine between Anna Cantrell and Kenzie Baldwin of Parsons. Uh, Kenzie's won the last two. 
Anna hasn't lost to her this year, so how do you how do you vote for anybody but Anna? And, you know, good thing we're recording this on a Sunday because if it was a Saturday, Kinsey would be right next door working at Jockson's right now <laughs> and she'd be able to hear what we're talking about. Tell me about your approach to this league race, not just maybe necessarily Anna's, but if you're looking for a league title, you need your point scores below that. You need your point scores all across the board as well. What's your team's approach going into Thursday? Um, well, last year we were kind of... I- thought we had a chance to be favorites on that league last year too on the girls side and then there's just rain and it became a really muddy and slow difficult course and it just really became this this equalizer and <laughs> I don't think our girls were ready for that mud and um, all the credit in the world to coach Begina in Fort Scott um, she has I'm even scared to guess how many years experience she has coaching and her girls teams at the end of the year are always always really dangerous and so um since last year, we've really been trying to just work on making sure we're ready there and repeating what we did. We lost, I think, four of our top seven runners from last year, and so mm-hmm. I was a little worried how we are going to respond. I know we still would have Anna. We'd still have Emily, our number two girl, but just how we filled in from there. And um, they've, done a, they've done a good job putting in the work, and now as me, I've really spent the last year trying to figure out, well, what did I do wrong last year to – let our girls kind of trail off at the end where I felt like we, we should have been there competing and maybe we weren't as competitive at the end. So we've been really focusing on making sure that it's the end of the year that we hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the big goal for Anna, Anna's kind of facing the same thing our team is facing, except instead of Fort Scott being worried about, it's Kinsey. And Kinsey, you saw how she finished the mile at state. Kinsey has a heck of a kick to her. And, uh, and I'm sure with Kinsey, she's smart enough to know that, okay, Anna's been beating me all year. Anna, Kinsey is almost, Kinsey scouts as much as any football coach. Mm-hmm. And she knows the time. She, she's very, very self aware of what she's facing. If this is, a, if there's a race that she's going to go, and she knows it's her crown to defend. So the, Anna has the weight of, of expectation against her. But like I said, Anna's beat her every year, every race this year that they've gone head to head in. And uh, Anna's done a good job this year. Last year, we 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 know Kinsey's a kicker, and so at league we talked about, well, you're going to have to get out, Anna. You're going to have to get out and run her run her into the ground so she can't kick you down at the end. And that mud really took it away from her. But um, at Indy this last week, Anna a little different than normal. She just went straight to the front about. 10 meters right off the get-go and then opened it up to 20, 50, and she mm-hmm. just slowly opened it up. And even on Friday when we were on our long run together, she mentioned to me a couple of times, she's like, I just kind of forgot I was racing because I got so far up in front. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's a lucky problem to have. And everybody <laughs> else on the team can't deal with that. But um, I'm hoping she's able to do the same thing at league and just really push to the front and then try to open that gap. So mm-hmm. Kinsey doesn't have a chance to kick her down because Anna doesn't have that top speed like Kinsey. And one, first off, one thing I'm curious as to your thoughts on just this concept. I've always felt like one thing that runners, whether it's trek, short distance running 100 meter dash, or or running the 400, or or long distance running, anything in between, I feel like one of the hardest things in sports is running from ghosts. Because you, you really don't know how much of a lead you have unless someone's yelling it at you. And even then, do you really trust them? Because <laughs> like, you can't see it. So you're never going to trust something you can't fully see. How do you deal with it? How do you teach that to deal with that psychologically as a runner to get to the point where Anna's going, oh, I just forgot I was racing. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I wish I knew what I was doing to coach these girls right now, but they are. They, How'd you deal with it as a runner? Uh, I was I was one of those idiots that got out fast and then died. Um, <laughs> my girls' team is the opposite way. They're really good. They the last half of a race they finish stronger than any team I've coached. Um, they make a lot of their gains in the second half of the race. And so what we've really been working on getting in the league is we got to get out fast and then hold on. That we we know we can finish a race now. Let's try to push ourselves a little bit more at the beginning so we don't have to try to play catch up as much at the end. Um, but a lot of that's just little things at practices and stuff, getting them used to it. So on Tuesdays at the end of practice, we'll do uh, what I call fast, faster, fastest. So when their legs are a little tired, I drag them out around the practice field and I say, okay, for 45 seconds, you got to go fast, faster, fastest, like you're finishing a race. And we just, we practice that. So even when they are, uh, tired in the race their legs and their body knows what to expect so that they can finish strong at the end and i like that drill uh one thing i want one story i wanted to talk to you about is we're going to go back to state track this past spring and uh it's when i learned that chris racker doesn't play the politics in this town which i which i love uh because i'm, I'm a guy that doesn't do that either uh, I would the we're going to talk about the uh 1600 meter run the mile race at state uh and it was Kenzie Baldwin for Parsons. Earlier that week, I had talked to Kenzie, and she and her her. It seemed like her life's mission was to get a medal in that race. Was to medal in the eighteen hundred as a junior. Uh, she had put a lot of thought and effort into that, and she was running me through the times and everything. That's when I learned Kenzie Baldwin for Parsons scouts because I was like, I mean, you're just and like she rattled off like the whole field's worth of times, and I pull it up on my phone. I'm like, she almost had every single one. <laughs> right on the money so i mean there's computer she's beating the computer at this <laughs> point and uh the race starts she's running the race and by the time the third lap's done she's probably about fi- she's sitting in 11th and she's probably about 50 60 meters behind eighth place i was sitting in the in like the pit so like you finish around then you go towards the uh shot put pit I was sitting, sitting there shooting photos, and I was also talking to my guy, uh, Tim Everson. He's the Manhattan Mercury sports writer, and he was there, and we were both tracking some runners, and I sat there, and I told Tim when Kinsey crossed that third lap line, I was like, she's too far back. That's a shame. She really wanted to medal in this. And so I turned to look at somebody in the shot put, and Timmy bumps my shoulder, and he goes, look at this. And Kinsey is bearing down the runway in the final fifth, in the final hundred, and passes the last girl with about 50 meters to go. So I go up to her right after she finishes and she stops dying. And and I go, What gave you that kick? That was fun to watch. And he go and she goes, I heard the Labette County coach tell me I only had to pass one more. You're the guilty party in that story. Tell me about. Tell me about that. What was your perspective on that on that on that anecdote there? Um, well, I've known I've known Kenzie for a while. Uh, I knew Brett and Megan, her older brother and sister. Um, my wife coached Kenzie in middle school, so I was always really disappointed. Kenzie ended up at Parsons, not Labette. <laughs> and I try not to get in the politics, but every once in a while, I get a little chip on my shoulder about it. Still, <laughs> um, but uh, watching her in middle school, she's she's got pretty form and running um, natural or two with it and so at that race I know she's been trying to medal at state for a long time she was just shy of it in cross country 
Um, she thought it was top by 20. Like a, by like a runner or two. Yeah, she thought it was top 25, and I was trying to tell her, hey, top 20, you got to go, you got to go, same thing. And uh, just barely missed that state cross country and so in state track when I saw that, and I knew, I was like, I know it seems far, but I just wanted, I just I tried to root for everybody around the area that I know. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy sport, and I know that, and so I try to <laughs> I try to be <laughs> pleasant to them, and so getting – Getting to watch Kinsey. You would want the SEK League to do well at state. Everybody in the mm-hmm. SEK League should be rooting for everybody in the SEK League, basically, at, at that at that point. Yeah, I think I try to root for everything. There might be one I don't root for. So, <laughs> uh, but it's surprisingly not Parsons. <laughs> Parsons is one of the ones I'll root for. It's another one. Um, but yeah, getting to see Kinsey kick down that girl, and I was at the 200 meter mark. Uh, still can't remember if Alex had ran yet or if I was waiting for Alex to run, but I watched Kinsey go mm-hmm. by, and so it was. It was exciting, especially to see her finally get that medal because she is such a hard worker and a phenomenal runner. I'll tell you what. What was it? The, what was the last race that Alex Meister medaled in at state? What they was eight hundred? I have never seen someone work so hard and and really like put their soul on the line to get that medal because I know he was literally just sick. Mm-hmm. He was running state sick and just could not perform at his top ability, it and is. he. He gutted out a medal in a race he had no business met in a race that had he been healthy, I don't think he would have meddled in that because he would have meddled in the other two and not approached it that mm-hmm. way. And he had spent the whole night before um, basically losing anything in his stomach. And, uh, <laughs> we we talked about it and we didn't know if he was going to be able to race the next day at all. And so we're just like, well, we'll try to get food in you. We'll try to get a PDLI, all this stuff to just recover. And we're like, you were in the greatest state race in the two mile in Kansas history so far with that uh, Kyler Newkirk who ran uh, yeah. or Tanner Newkirk who ran the 850 something and just talked to Alex into maybe trying the mile then afterwards I was like hey you just you don't got it today we don't have to run that 800 and he said no I want I made it I'm gonna run it and I I'm I'm glad he didn't listen to me and did it because <laughs> getting to getting to see him completely just like you said pour his soul into one last race and, and get a medal was, for it yeah. like that was what you know I don't I, I do my best to remain objective and neutral in my coverage. It was satisfying to see a kid that I know had worked hard and was a stand-up individual. If I ever have a kid in my life and it's a boy and he grows up to be an Alex Meister, I, I, <laughs> yay me. I, did a, I, I made it. Good job. I did a good job. You know, it was satisfying to see him. Uh, last 30 seconds, any parting words? How, how you feeling about regionals, state, track in the spring? How we feeling? Uh, I, I'm happy with our regional. I'm uh, looking forward to league and regionals. Uh, excited. I'm excited for when it finishes so I can start getting a little more sleep and <laughs> stop having anxiety, <laughs> but I'm uh, really looking forward to it this year. Awesome. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. You're well, door's always open. Come in anytime. I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll be back around. I'll probably bring you back in here around track season if not sooner, but I, I enjoy watching the coach. You guys have a good program over there. I'm excited to see how uh, how that story continues to evolve uh, this week. Uh, that'll do it here on The War Room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Everybody stay safe and God bless.